Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Quack Report. Nate, how are you doing today? I'm probably doing better than you are right now. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, last night was kind of a rough night. Um, we had fun, though. We had fun. It we had fun. Time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be the most exciting episode, so at least for me. So, Nate, you got to try and keep up the spirits here. <laughs> Do the best I can. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely hanging in a lot better than you are last night. Yeah. I don't sure. really know who actually had more, though. Yeah, I don't know. I lost. I lost. Count. I mean, like you were like you were having like mix like you were mixing a bunch of stuff. So I think that's probably probably where yeah. it came from. Whereas I was just like the one thing, even though I not proudly had an entire bottle to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think that the the ducks might have been mixing a little bit earlier this week. And uh, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> yeah, they kind of forgot to show up for for this game here. Uh, yep. A six nothing loss to Calgary. Um, I mean, it wasn't for lack of trying, though. Um, Offensively. Defense was... Yeah. Yeah, um, Talbot with the 44 save shutout for Calgary there. So, uh, like, 44 saves. Like, that's that's a lot to make. Like, that's... uh, That definitely shows, I guess, the offense that the Anaheim Ducks did have in this game. And, like, there were all... I guess they weren't all great quality chances, but a good. But there were a lot of, of good were, quality chances. Especially on too. the power play as well. They ended up going 0 for 4, but, man, they had some good chances. Like... Every every power play, there was two or three good good shots from the slot, and Talbot just made some big saves. Really, yeah, exactly. So. It wasn't just like the Ducks shooting it at the Flaming Sea on his chest or that sort of thing. Like there's a few that like it was lucky that Talbot got them even. Yeah, um, no, that for sure. 44 save shutout. Uh, I know we're a Ducks podcast, but that 44 save shutout was the is the most or the second most by a Flames goaltender in like 45 years like that goes back to the atlanta flames days yeah so. which is wild yeah yeah um john gibson started in net for anaheim he faced 16 shots uh only stopped 12 of them uh, that was just the first period there so uh he yeah let in four goals pretty early on and that was the end of his night ryan miller then faced 16 shots over the second and third periods stopped 14 of them for an 875 save percentage um not great, but I mean, given how much he played, that's not bad, I guess. Yeah. And um, how much help he had in front of him, too. Yeah, exactly. Gibson, especially in that first period, really had nothing. Like, the offense would have been the only way that you kind of balance this out because the defense was crap. The goaltending was all right, but it's definitely not the best we've seen of the year by any stretch of the, uh, any stretch at all. No, definitely um, not. But I don't know. I think it got to the point that you don't normally see john gibson getting like shaken up or that sort of thing and those quick goals there in the second half of that first period i think really got into his head and that's why we saw ryan miller come out to start the second period there mm-hmm. um, and you could see it after a couple of the goals too like normally gibson's like pretty like calm and collected and that sort of thing and he he was getting a little heated so yeah for sure he was he was not happy um i think they would have pulled him um sooner possibly but it was kind of right at the end of those at the end of the period yeah, the, so just let him those last two came in so uh but i also think those last two were kind of a result of him being frustrated from the the second goal a little bit there so yeah um i guess before we get into this we'll quickly give you guys our predictions from the game nate was surprisingly <laughs> the closest when he said a 4-2 loss um really just because he said a, a loss with um six goals scored in it so not too bad buddy there you go um <laughs> steven predicted a 3-2 win and my nine nothing win was uh, <laughs> a little off. little off i was <laughs> as i was watching this game i was kind of a little part of me was like okay well at this point 
I hope Calgary scores like three more goals to make it nine nothing, just so I can say at least I got the score right. <laughs> you got the score right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, for those who I guess really follow with, um, we also followed with as well. Uh, Carter did pay me the five bucks as uh, Kachuk did not fight anybody uh, with a name on Anaheim starting with G. Yeah. <laughs> I think did did we end up betting that Kachuk would just fight in general? I think that might have been what it was. I don't really remember. Maybe. Either way, either way, he didn't fight, so I lost. I, yeah, either way, I won. <laughs> yeah. um, Easiest five bucks made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish that I, I could have made five bucks for Kachuk getting the crap kicked out of him, but I kind of yeah. wish I had offered ten. Now, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gone for ten. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into the first period of this game and kind of break it down for you. So early on, uh, Silverberg had a really good chance um, after the Ducks steal the puck in the offensive zone. Silverberg gets into the slot and forces Talbot to make a big save early on. So, um, yeah, Ducks kind of right out of the gate were actually pretty good. Um, I know that I joked uh, that the Ducks maybe had a little too much to drink the night before this game and didn't show up, but they actually did. They, they, they started they, off with the Jaeger with the Jaeger bombs, so they had the energy drink going and then crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, Lindholm uh, was unable to clear a save from Gibson. I guess I should clarify uh, Hampus Lindholm for the Ducks because there is another Lindholm in this game, I guess. Yeah, you got Elias Lindholm on the Flames side. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with Lindholm being unable to clear that puck from right in front, Monaghan gets the puck in front of the net, but Gibson comes up with the big save early on. So again, Gibson was pretty solid to, to start this game for sure. Yeah, he was. And yeah, like we said, it was just more later on when the goals kind of went bang, 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 which I guess we'll get into it here in a second. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just as a power play is ending for Calgary, Calgary keeps chopping away at the puck. Uh, eventually, it sneaks behind Gibson, and Calgary goes up one nothing. So not officially a power play goal, but uh, kind of, because it was kind of right as it ended. Yeah, there, it was like so. right as uh guy came out of the box there. So, um, yeah, like you said, just kind of chopping away at the puck and just managed to put it in. So Yeah. Uh, then on an Anaheim power play, Raquel and Steele both get some good chances, but Talbot comes up with some big saves there. Uh well, there was a few chances, but those two there um, were like right in the slot and just really good high-quality chances that I think on any other night probably would have went in, but with whatever Talbot had for his pregame meal, helped him make yeah. those saves. Just three scoops of pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Ducks then turn the puck over in the defensive zone. Um, Backlund gets a nice pass from Mangiapane, and then he makes no mistake to put Calgary up 2 to nothing, um, just about midway through the first period here. All right, I'm jumping in now. That sound you said Calgary really weird, and it confused me. Hi guys, I'm here. Oh, oh. yeah. When by the way, Stephen just I, got I, here. I showed up. <laughs> Sorry that some of us have to pay bills and work a job that makes us work all day and then sleep all day. How did I say Calgary weird? I, you said it just sounded weird to me. It sounded like you said like Calgary Cal- or something. It was it was mm. sound kind of fucked to me personally. Okay. Well, I why don't you why don't you just take over then? No, I. That, uh, that's what I thought. No, it's all yours. <laughs> Go for it. I didn't watch this game, so I don't know what's happening. Well, okay. that sucks. Go for it. <laughs> um, it sounds like the Flames were cheating, and that's all I can say about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Made me lose my spot. Oh, yeah. Um, Chillington uh, is then allowed to walk into the zone um, and then just goes top shelf on Gibson. No Ducks players uh, managed to pressure him, and uh, they all just kind of collapsed right in front of the net and didn't didn't take the man with the puck. And, yeah, Mont- um, who was it? Chillington? Yeah, just... Literally walked in and like had yeah had the time to do whatever he wanted. He probably could have went and got a drink from the bench and then come back for that puck too. Yeah, that was just bad. Yeah, no, that was that was awful. Um, yeah, three nothing uh, with just uh, 
about a minute to go in the period there. Uh, but Calgary wasn't done yet. Uh, Jankowski then goes top shelf to make it four to nothing. Um, oh no, sorry, this one was in the final minute. The other one was not. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is where you started to really see the cracks in Gibson. I think was after this goal. Yeah, uh, this was if if not the Shillington one. Yeah, so. this was kind of a similar one to the the Shillington one as well. Um, Jankowski had a little bit less time, but uh, same thing. Just like high on on Gibson right under the bar so yeah this was a three on two coming into the zone that's there's just yeah no pressure that sort of thing like obviously you want to kind of watch out for the passes to the other two guys but Mm -hmm. yeah like at least somebody should be pressing that yeah for sure uh and then um they they also weren't done here just in the dying seconds Goudreau uh almost puts one in um just a a nice passing play and this one uh Goudreau down low and uh, just puts it right on the line off the post and then uh, manages to somehow stay out. So it almost could have been 5 nothing at the end of the first uh, five goals on Gibson, which uh, would not be good. That would have just been salt in the wound at that point. So. Yeah, it really would have been. Uh, as a Flames fan, though, I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee you that uh, if you see Johnny Goudreau coming down on a breakaway, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was... I thought you were going to say something like he's going to score. And I was like, um, no breakaway <laughs> penalty shot. I'm just thinking back to when I, I watched him play Colorado in the playoffs. No, a couple, like, couple years no. ago, I went to uh, Calgary and Detroit. The game went to overtime. Gaudreau had three breakaways in overtime. Didn't score on a single fucking one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on to the second period here, uh, Miller, obviously, as we talked about before, in to start the second um, Ducks taken lots of shots from the outside in the second period. Uh, this was kind of their, their dip in the offense a little bit. They, they didn't come up with a lot of fire in the second period, which you don't really want to see after they got absolutely shit on in the first. Yeah, so. but they just look defeated because I feel like Pretty after well. that point, they're like, well, this game's over. Kind of, yeah, but like you don't want to see motions. that for the last yeah, 40 no, minutes. So. No, I know, but I just yeah. they're probably just like, well, we're going through the motions now. This game's fucking over. Yeah, Goudreau uh, then gets a breakaway here uh miller makes the save on this one um kind of nice move a couple whacks at it as well but um yeah miller stands his ground so that was good to see there there wasn't there wasn't a challenge on this i think just the refs were taking a look Uh, they were just taking a look yeah because they it looked like it might have gone in but there was no signal by the ref whether it was a goal or not yeah anyways like he really didn't know so so much for johnny hockey yeah (laughs) Um, yeah it turned out not to be a goal though so miller with the big stop there praise miller praise miller um, Goudreau, and again with some speed, um, goes for the shot this time, but can't make that shot happen. So, yeah, um, that one was more of a one-on-one than a than a breakaway, but he he definitely had the advantage there. So, again, praise Miller. Praise Miller. Uh, Henrique with a good opportunity later on in the period, but Talbot makes the sprawling save. Um, Henrique like basically right in front of the net. I don't know how Talbot even stopped that one. That was pretty insane Henrik literally shot it at his side yeah <laughs> like he had the rest of the net and but i mean like yeah talbot like still at least like trying to do something even if he looks like a like a baby helpless in, yeah. the, in the net there but yeah uh, I, I think this opportunity right here is a good example of kind of how the ducks offensive pressure was throughout this yeah. game because this is just like one moment but like they had chances like that all game so yeah it was pretty insane um i think this whole game was just a great example though of like not the greatest puck luck for us just like throughout the season i'd say oh for sure yeah but um 
sorry, near the end of the second period, Backlund then gets a breakaway shorthanded, draws a penalty, but still manages to go backhand and top shelf over Ryan Miller to make it 5 nothing for the Flames. So that's that one really hurt shorthanded uh, yeah. for sure. Um, even though this game was starting to look more and more out of reach, that again, just like salt in the wound for for the Ducks here. So. Yeah, like one, it's a breakaway. Okay, you don't want to give those up. Two, it's a shorthanded breakaway. That really shouldn't happen. Three, it was already going to be a penalty shot for a hold. And then four, then goes backhand top shelf on you. Yeah. My one thing is it seems like there's a lot of shorthanded breakaways nowadays. In the Yeah. Like you say it shouldn't happen, but just even watching highlights and stuff like that, I seem there there's at least one or two a game I yeah. find. And I'm like, well... Yeah, I don't know if it's because more penalty kills are a little bit more aggressive now rather than just trying to block shots. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like yeah, it could really be. What, what it is, but yeah. Um, in the third period here, um, we'll just kind of talk about the goal. Jankowski scores his second of the game off of a rebound. Uh, Dex just unable to clear the puck and, and take sticks away, so 6 nothing. Um, yeah, uh, overall, just glad that this game's over and that we can move on to the next one. So Yeah, I was going to say, do you just burn this tape or do you actually take a look at it and be like, this is where we fucked up? Because uh, I know we've had games in the past where it's like, yeah, okay, maybe you take like a quick look at it and chuck it, or just chuck it, or mm-hmm. you should take a look at it. I don't really know for this game, honestly, because I think I think they all kind of know. Offensively, I think they all kind of know what they they did wrong, um, and really it just comes down to a lack of defense. Not yeah. even just from the defenseman, just like a lack of of defensive effort. defensive effort, like yeah. all around. Like there was maybe maybe one or two good defensive efforts that I, I could see, but none of them really stand out so yeah um and then the offense was fine so um yeah i think it's there's not too much to learn from there besides just be better <laughs> and try harder yeah exactly so, um all right well let's move on to a little bit of a happier uh game here um this one just finished this afternoon uh the ducks and canucks and the ducks beat them 5-1 uh, so in terms of our predictions for this game nate predicted a 4-2 loss i predicted a 5-3 loss and steven uh, I was the only one that predicted a win, 2-1, and uh, I, I don't really know who who's to say is closer. I mean, <laughs> I think... I mean, I think you're the only one that predicted the win, so... And, the one time Steven's an optimist. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's rude. Also, uh, I only predicted one goal against, so, you know... Yeah, there you go. But I, I honestly, if... I think if Markstrom would have started this game, it would have been 2-1. yeah. Like, there was a couple that Demko couldn't. Maybe should have had. Yeah, yeah should have had, and, like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Should have played Markstrom. Um, so, yeah, Demko faced 28 shots in this game, stopped 23 of them for an 8-2-1 save percentage. Uh, Gibson got the start again, even though he didn't have a very good game in, in Calgary <laughs> there. He but shit the bed last game. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he, he really stepped up and, and proved that um, he can bounce back. Uh, I mean, this game was just the next night. So yeah. um, 38 shots, 37 saves, 9-7-4 save percentage. So really stellar outing by him. Um, lots of good, good high-quality uh, shots by Vancouver that he stopped. And, yeah. I don't know what it is with this team and like having a really shit game and then coming back with like an insanely good game after that. Yeah. I mean that's good though. I mean I, it's great, but I just that. I would love some <laughs> consistency. I feel like we if we had a bit more, we could maybe not like playoff contention, but like we'd be better if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like any team who has a really shit game though always plays better in their next game. <laughs> not <laughs> always. But like yeah. I mean 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Detroit's not really a team this year, so. Uh, well, in the first period of this game, uh, gets left with a good chance early on. Uh, sharp angle shot on Demko, but Demko makes the save. Um, the next Stetcher, um, he has a nice tip on. Uh, unfortunately for him, not Gibson <laughs> on, on Demko. So uh, Stetcher with the own goal there to put the Ducks up one nothing. Credit to, to the goal goes to Henrique, technically, um, as he was trying to pass across to somebody. I don't remember. I who think it was, was Richie. Might I think been. he was, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't Someone know. who was across yeah. for a cross crease. Oh, it might have been Terry. I feel like it was Terry. I don't know. It doesn't uh, matter because um, they didn't score it and they didn't even touch the puck. Um, but um, yeah, Henrique's goal from Richie and Larson. Uh, on the power play, Getzlaff skates behind the net. Demko is following him, kind of cheating a little bit to the other side. Getzlaff. Uh, recognizes that goes behind the back to to pass it to Grant and he has tons of time he goes pulls the puck from backhand to forehand and uh, just goes I think believe five hole on Demko and that was Grant's 14th of the season um, assist go to gets laughing Fowler on that one and uh, yeah Ducks are up two nothing that was a ridiculous pass yeah it was, that was no look you, did, you didn't add in that it was a no look you just said <laughs> yeah. behind the back like yeah didn't was... look and then he saw after he passed he's like oh yeah grant's right there i i knew he was there but <laughs> yeah now nah, i got eyes behind on. the back no look behind the net yeah so man is that good yeah almost just almost as good as like a, a like a sveshnikov goal now we'll call it yeah cross style if you would have done that i would have lost my marbles <laughs> so good um Canucks battling away in front of the net looked like they were just trying to get lots of garbage in this game, lots of good second and third opportunities. Um, but Gibson stands his ground uh, on this one, so the Ducks go into the first intermission up two to nothing. Second period uh, early on, Raquel steals the puck in the uh, offensive zone, uh, and he just basically from point blank range uh, puts a shot on net, and Demko comes up with the huge glove save. So um, really good chance by Raquel there. On the power play, some good passing, um, and Troy Terry makes a sweet feed through traffic to Adam Henrique, and he just has an open cage on this one. He makes no mistake for his 20th goal of the season, and Terry and Lindholm get the assists on that one. Second of the game, too. Just Second of the game, yeah. Hat trick, for, hat trick watch. Yeah. Hat trick watch. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, just the, <laughs> yeah, just the movement on this power play was uh, was awesome, and that's something I've been loving to see over the last few weeks here. So Yeah, textbook passing for sure. Uh, Canucks keep trying to pick up the garbage in front of Gibson. Gibson keeps standing strong. And then Canucks get a power play, and Pedersen gets the puck from, uh, I believe it was Quinn Hughes, and he just blasts it from, uh, I guess, his version of the OV spot opposite uh, yeah. side but still I was the OV gonna spot. say the OV, the OV spot's on the other side though yeah so like uh, yeah but because Pedersen's the other hand it's like his OV spot so yeah it's the Pedersen spot no it's still the OV spot still the OV spot yeah. <laughs> top of the circle slap shot that's an OV unless OV uh Pedersen <laughs> it will be the Pedersen spot when he hits around 700 goals yeah okay it's the, the, the PD point yeah <laughs> You should keep that one to yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, Canucks, uh, I guess, cut the lead in half, uh, two to one now. Later on, Gibson gets a little bit of help from the post here. A shot from the point is uh, is tipped and um, just kind of right in front. But yeah, it goes off the post, manages to stay out, uh, and Gibson clears that away. So a little bit of luck there to make sure that the Canucks don't gain any more momentum on that one. Finally, hey. Yeah. Like it's about time we get luck. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Especially after that last game. Yeah. Um, third period. Now the 
Ducks steal the puck again in the offensive zone, make a couple quick passes, and a shot by Sam Steele beats Demko with a bunch of traffic in front of the net. So we're now at uh, 4 4 nothing. Did I miss a goal? Oh, yeah, sorry. 3-1 at the end of the second. Now 4 nothing. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, so... No, 4-1. Yeah, I was like, where did... Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, where did Pedersen's goal go? Okay, I knew this was going to be a rough game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or a rough episode. Um, but yeah, the assist goes too short on that one. You could see that Demko... Because Demko was ran into by... I don't know who, who, was, in, who was... One of the Ducks players ran into Demko, and mm-hmm. he thought, like, what the hell? But yeah. you could see that... Uh, I think it was Tanev shoved the Ducks player mm-hmm. into him, and Steele just getting, getting the puck through those like three bodies in yeah. front of the net to actually put it in still really good yeah no for sure later on the uh connects keep trying um gibson has to make some big saves on the young guns of vancouver likes of uh horvat Pedersen, hughes they're taking lots of good quality shots and yeah gibson uh really bounced back in this one i thought so he had some good saves yeah absolutely uh max jones uh in all alone gets a little bit fancy he receives a pass from the boards from uh somebody we don't remember because jones didn't score on it but man that was nice going between the legs there on and then trying to beat demko um i really liked his game he was very noticeable i thought so and then uh near the end of the game Gooley jumps into the rush gets a sweet feed from elite center Derek grant who uh, uh was taking notes from captain clutch uh kind of going behind the net and making some sweet feeds in front uh and Gooley just one times at home for his second of the season and Grant gets the lone assist on that one. Good to see Gooley back up with the big boys and producing mm-hmm. again. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, making the most of his opportunities as well offensively. And uh, I thought looked good defensively as well. So, Yeah, it's like it's hard to say. Like for a lot of these players who were in that Flames game, it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing well, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're watching them. Like, And this is a... I want to say probably similar strength team to Calgary. You come out and just Vancouver, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, I, I'm trying to like hold my inner bias in there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But so let's get into some news here. Um, Nick Delorier has uh, been extended for the next two years. Uh, total contract value two million dollars. So one million per year is uh, his cap hit. So, um, what do you guys think about uh, Nick Delorier getting ex- extended? Simply put, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, for sure. Can't go wrong with it. Oh. Good. Um, I mean, I guess it shows they want to keep him around. Good bridge deal saying, hey, show us what you can do yeah. as we build this team. So, Yeah, it's not not too much money, but it like also kind of enough to show that, like, I mean, like I know league men's only, what, 750 grand, but yeah. still showing, like, hey, we do actually see, like, some, like, we see enough value in you, but so, like, mm-hmm. here's, here's, like, a good chunk of change. But. Yeah. Uh, very movable contract as well if they yeah. they decide that things aren't uh, working out there. Um, Delorier is 28, so uh, his contract will put him, depending on when his birthday is, 30 or 31 when that runs out. Uh, February birthday. Actually, just... Uh, just the other day? Uh, just next week, actually. Oh, there you it's go. His birthday, so... Just the uh, next week. Yeah. Just the next week. There you go. Yeah, so he'll be, I guess, 31 when that runs out. Um yeah, and in 45 games this season, he has two goals, five assists, seven points. So not great, but... Um, he's been playing fourth line a lot, though. Yeah, no, he's definitely a fourth liner. So. Uh, 80 penalty minutes, so he's he's one of those guys that stands up. The physical presence. Yeah, yeah the, he's been in a bunch of fights this year. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think that was another uh, reason to sign him, be that good physical presence. Yeah. Kind of a heart guy, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Especially when you don't know how long Getzlav is going to be around or how much longer he's going to be around, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. How dare you say that? <laughs> Once a duck's always a duck. <laughs> yes, but... Um, doesn't mean he can always play. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that when we were talking about our trade speculations, Deloria was one of the guys that we were saying we could maybe see go um, or let walk in free agency, but I guess we were proved wrong, so... Which I'm oh, not mad still, about. We still could uh, see him traded. We could, yeah. I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't see him getting traded. I don't think no. I was here when you guys were discussing that stuff. No, you no. weren't. But yeah, no. no I don't. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Um, and then uh, the Blues Ducks game that was postponed uh, that we talked about last episode um, due to uh, Bo Meester's medical emergency, uh, which I believe he's, he's still doing fine. I think he had surgery, right? Yeah, he had surgery for a. ICD, I believe it's what it's called. So it's kind of like a pacemaker in a way type thing. Um, I'm by no means a medical expert <laughs> or that sort of thing. But uh, um, yeah, basically, yeah, I had surgery for this thing that is basically going to make sure that his heart doesn't stop again. So, okay. like, unless he just dies of natural causes type thing. Yeah. So hopefully not soon, but yeah. Okay, well that's good. Glad that he's he's doing well, anyways. Um, but this game is uh, scheduled to be made up on March 11th. It'll be a full 60 minutes, but they will start the score at one to one. Game will be at seven Pacific time as well. And uh, it says here, um, if you have a ticket for the game that was on February 11th, um, you don't need to make an exchange. Um, you just can use that ticket. So if you happen to be listening to this in Anaheim and have season tickets, then no further action is required besides showing up on March 11th. There you go. Hopefully you didn't throw out your ticket. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah. And then uh, let's move on to some upcoming games here. So uh, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be, I guess, tonight. But the Ducks will be uh, in Calgary. It would. I feel like this game would already have happened when you're listening to this. It's possible, yeah. Um, but games at 1 Pacific for Eastern. Um, we obviously just played the Flames. Uh, the I mean, we talked about it just, just now. Yeah, so. just a couple days ago. <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that put the Flames up 2 nothing in the series. Yeah, I guess we don't really have to go through the Lions. They're going to be Pretty well similar. the exact same. Yeah, there hasn't been any changes for Calgary, I don't really think, lineup-wise. So. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys' predictions for this game? Who wants to start it off? <laughs> yeah, that's, no, no one... <laughs> No, not everyone talks at once. Come on. I, I like your prediction, Carter. You should go first. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm predicting another nine nothing win. That's, I'm just, I'm just gonna stick with it. Question: um, yeah. Did does Carter have to pay you five bucks? Yeah, he paid me last night. Yeah, I did. Oh, we talked about this earlier on the episode. I wasn't here. Okay, I know you showed up late. It's not my fault. It really is. I, no, just, I just can't believe that Chuck didn't fight anybody. Like, no, I, I told you you were gonna lose five bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Henrique was looking to go with somebody, so I was, I was kind of hoping that would have been Henrique an interesting fight. I mean, there is a silent genus named somewhere. We discussed this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty close. H comes right after G. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went a little bit more reasonable with a 3 1 win. They're, mm-hmm. They were embarrassed last time they played, so they're going to come out and Gibson. I, I feel like Miller is going to be a net for this game because Gibson played today. Mm hmm. So Miller's going to want to prove everyone, and yeah, these boys, the boys are just going to win this game. Mm-hmm. True. Nate? It was, actually, it was honestly kind of hard to predict this game because the last one was so kind of like odd, I guess, that like it was just like that much of a blowout. But also just with 
like being a Flames fan and having seen how this team has been playing over like the last month, like the game that they had about a week ago against Vancouver, if they had lost that game, I would have said we like the Flames aren't making the playoffs. So, I mean, they just had a blowout game against Chicago the other night. That was a 8-4 score. And uh, so I don't really know which way this is going to go. Uh, I'm going to say that the Flames are maybe going to come a little bit harder in this game. But I, so I'm going to predict a 2-1 loss. So, and I just have it like that small and that close because I really don't know, honestly, which way this game is going to go. Boo. So. Who's the pessimist yeah, now? Yeah, I was going to say, who's the pessimist? <laughs> I got your back, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah. We just fist bumped. Fist bumped. Fist bumped. Yeah. Fist bumped. 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 Good try. Words it's are okay. hard. Yeah. It's okay. You're, you're not feeling well. I yeah. got you. Thanks. <laughs> um, the next game that we have coming up here is Wednesday, February 19th, where the Ducks will be in Florida to take on the Panthers. This game will be at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Uh, oh, sorry, Panthers are going to be in Anaheim. My bad. Can you get it sorry. right? No. <laughs> <laughs> last time we played Florida was a 5-4 overtime win for the Panthers. So This is the last meeting as well for the season because it's the West and East yep. matchup. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate, do you have any stats for us? Uh, for yeah, Florida? I do. So the top scorers for the Florida Panthers, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau has 58 games played, 21 goals, 49 assists for 70 points on the year. Uh, next up is Alexander Barkov, 55 games played, 17 goals, 39 assists for 56 points. And Mike Hoffman, 58 games played, tw- uh, 21 goals, 25 assists for 46 points. Nice. Awesome. Um, so top line, uh, Barkov, Huberdeau, and Dadanov. Those were the three guys you said, right? No, yeah. He, uh, no, you said Hoffman. Oh, no, Hoffman. Dadanov uh, is sitting in fourth, however, with 42 points. Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, I guess the, the top line makes up the top four on the team. So that's uh, pretty good to see, I guess. Um, and then Hoffman they have listed here on the on the third line. So I'm guessing he's getting a lot of those points from the power play or from maybe yeah. being on the – he is on that first power play unit. So uh, potentially he was up on the, the first line um, at For other points in the there, season. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would kind of make sense. Um, but yeah, with Hoffman on that third line, they have Dominique Toninato and Frank Vitrano playing with him. And um, go back to the second line here, Vincent Trocek, Colton Sevier, and Brett Connolly. And fourth line, Nolachari, Michael Matheson, and Mark Pissick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot they put Pissick as a forward now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty good line, or a pretty good set of lines, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um I got a fun story about Mark Pissick, if you want. I don't yeah, want. Sure. Um, I actually, because he was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, um, I actually went golfing with him and his dad uh, that summer that we were out in Fairmont, BC there, and uh, we all played in a father-son tournament, so that was pretty That was pretty cool. Nice. Is he a cool guy? He's a cool guy. Nice. Did he beat you in golf? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was like 15 or 16 at the time, so. Uh, defensive pairings for... Florida, uh, Mackenzie Weger with Aaron Ekblad. Uh, second pairing is Riley Stillman and Anton Strahlman. And third pairing, Keith Yandel and Josh Brown. Uh, this, their defense is where it sounds kind of weak because, like, they have one good – It's to me, personally, it sounds like they have one good defenseman on each side and then one yeah. who's kind of like, meh. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're spread out a little yeah. bit. So um, I disagree that Keith Yandel and Josh Brown are technically the third pairing, but – I'm sure they get a lot more playtime, yeah. but um, 
yeah, you do you daily face off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's definitely um, some holes defensively that they can like. I don't know. Fill, so. I don't. I don't watch enough Florida games to know Weger. Like what I have watched, he seemed decent. Mm-hmm. But and then Stillman, I don't. I don't know him either. Yeah. yeah. I really, yeah. Or uh, the, the same. I really know Ekblad, Strawman, and Yandel. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Or Brown, or I, yeah, I have no idea about him either. So. Yeah. Um, and then uh, goalies here. We got Sergei Bobrovsky and Samuel uh, Montembo, I believe is how that's said. Yeah. If you're a Ducks fan, you want Bobrovsky to play because he's not been good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can just give the stats if you want. Sure. No. Uh, so Bobrovsky has 44 games played this year. Has a twenty seventeen and five record, a three three two goals against, and a eight nine six safe percentage. Uh, Montempo has twelve games played, a five three and one record, a three three zero goals against, and a eight nine zero safe percentage. And then you also have uh, Chris Drieger, Dried, Dreiger. I'm sorry, I'm really butchering that right now. Uh, he has nine games played this year, has a five two and zero record, a Two three five goals against and a nine three two safe percentage. That sounds like their starting goalie to me. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> though he's injured right now. In the you know little bit of games that he's played. Yeah, um, and Bobrovsky is um, currently ill, so uh, not injured, just ill. So uh, it'll be questionable whether or not he plays, but I, so I would he, say likely since if it's just an illness, yeah. then it won't be too long. Yeah, what do you guys? Think about uh, the results of this game here. Uh, I'm predicting a. Uh, I have four three here, but knowing that Bobrovsky's probably not going to be around, I guess too. I don't know. I'll say four two actually. Four two win for the Ducks. Okay. Um, uh, I also he, said four two. He just stole your fucking yeah. prediction. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we're in this together, Altered buddy. It. No, we're not. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay, you want me to change it to five three then? Because yes. no Bobrovsky. All right, five three then. Okay, sure. All right, I'm going three two with the typical hockey score. That fifty five to three. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, we're all being pretty optimistic. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can we can beat Florida. Um, anything else to add before uh, we wrap up this episode? Not overly. I'm, yeah, I'm more optimistic. I think against the Panthers, just because they haven't been doing as hot lately, especially. So mm-hmm. they've kind of dropped out of the playoff picture as well, and in that uh, you know pretty competitive eastern side. So hopefully the Ducks can take a couple points back to the west. Yeah. Steven, anything to add Ducks-wise? Anything? No, not no. the Ducks-wise. Okay, <laughs> cool. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. This podcast is a production of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to listen to more podcasts from the perspectives of other teams, you can check out the other shows on the network. They have one for each of the 31 NHL teams, all with their own feeds now. Fun fact. Um, You can listen to those every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. They also have Talks with Terry Ryan and Ice Analytics that come out on Fridays and Saturdays, which you can check out wherever you get your podcasts as well. You can follow us on Twitter at QuackReportPod. You can follow follow the network at HockeyPodNet. And if you would like to hear more from us, you can listen to our own show, The Shooting Around Show, with new episodes coming out every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow our show on Twitter at Shooting Around. Thank you guys for putting up with Hungover Carter today. I hope that it was somewhat entertaining despite that. Um, and as always, go Ducks, go. Quack, quack.